Hello and welcome to the Dead Air Dudes. I am Izzy. I'm Raka, and today we are Chef Izzy and Raka of the Dead Air Dudes restaurant as we talk about the best show, in our opinion, right now. Best show on TV right now, best dish on TV right now. It is none other than FX's The Bear, okay? Now, uh, season two just concluded a little while back. So that the episodes will be streaming on Hulu. If you have not seen it, go watch it and come back to us because we're going to have some spoilers here. And we're going to talk about it as best as we can. All right. Now, um, let's quickly give a happy recap of the first season. Rocka, take it away. Don't go too crazy. Okay. So, um, yeah, our, our favorite and tumultuous, what I like to call, dysfunctional restaurant family. Uh, they're, they're teetering on the verge of completely imploding. You know, uh, main character, uh, Carmi, he's, he's a world-renowned chef. Mission star he chef. The world. He has traveled the world to hone his skills only to come back home because one of his best friends in the world, one of his best people in the world that he's tight with, his older brother died. Yes. Which well, OD. Later on, what, how, how he died and what happened, but yes. And so basically- he, leaves him, he leaves him the Delhi restaurant. That's the family restaurant thing. Um, and it's always been a dream of theirs to franchise out, to work together, to make things happen, to to be bigger than they are. And that didn't happen in this case. As the season unfolds, you find out more and more about dysfunctional back home and at the restaurant with some extremely colorful characters. And they find themselves not only swimming in insurmountable debt, but just about to lose everything. They got a bad rating, food rating. They got this... Uh, uh, Every violation you could think of, they can't make money, and then you know they're like three hundred large deep in debt. And so what happens? He he opens up a can of tomato sauce, and he finds a bag, a ziploc bag of shit ton of money, and they keep going and going and going. And they find out his brother Michael had not thrown away the money. Like other people have said and smeared his name, he actually had probably plans to take that money and franchise with his brother, but it never happened. So as we move into season two, this is where they're going. They're going into revamping their deli, the beef, whatever is beef. I mean, the beef, they they want to construct a, a higher class or a sit-in, sit-in restaurant called The Bear. Okay? And basically... he's The Bear. Exactly. So basically, season two is about the construction of The Bear, changing it from the beef to the bear, and how um, the whole cast and everyone deals with that, with the changes, and Carmi and Richie, cousin, Sydney, Marcus, Tina... Um, you know, I love cousin. 
their their sister Nat, who happens to be pregnant, and you know, obviously, you know, on and on and on and on and on. Now, the the, the best thing of this show is, besides the acting, is the writing. As Rocker mentioned before, or, or, or off off screen, none of it was ad libbed. It's all it's all written, correct? Correct. And actually, I was just reading an article uh, with interview with John Bernthal, who plays the brother Michael. And In a we, episode, so. yeah, I'm going to jump ahead to the pinnacle of the season. Must watch. I mean, fantastic, almost one shot track recorded. The fishes, mm-hmm. Christmas. You know, uh, a lot of Italian Americans will follow the the practice of cooking seven fish dishes for Christmas, and that's what they do. And that's not all they do. They are a train wreck of an extended family. They're still family. Don't get me wrong; they're all tight. But like has most families, they bring on screen what all of us feel and maybe talk about, especially post-holidays. I love and I hate my family. And they go bizarre. So there's a scene where John Bernthal is, it's scripted. He's messing with his, I guess his uncle, played by um, Bob Odenkirk. Awesome. Awesome scene. Awesome dialogue. Great chemistry. And they're getting on each other's nerves. And he's tossing the fork. And he's flipping the fork, which is a plastic metallic fork. So he's flipping it at his head. And he's like, I dare you. I double dog day. The mom is going nuts. The mom's all neurotic. I mean, mom everything. By Jimmy. And, so. The whole, she plays, whole episode. She plays a meltdown mother like you wouldn't believe. Episode. I mean, if. Guest starred, you know, it's it's a star-studded uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jillian G- Jacobs, uh, John Mulaney. About like I mentioned but that episode alone, you can hand out, uh, you can have Emmys in each one on that episode. Sarah Paulson, we can go on and on. It's it's over it's, Platt. I mean, so the only Abli Ablid scene that he admitted to in that whole episode which was bananas. Is towards the end. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Towards the end, when everybody starts to lose their shit, he flips the table. And he understands. And he had this conversation with uh, the writer beforehand, the producer, the showrunner, Chris. Um, he said, I-, I do a lot of action movies. I just feel like this is the one part. There's a part that I just want to go off script and I just want to. And he said, okay, you be you. And the only scene that really is ad lib, that whole fantastic scene episode was he does the table flip and again spoiler alert you have to watch episode because it's been mentioned in the past it's just brought to light in this episode uh jamie lee curtis's finale of that episode mint i mean don't 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 spoil that i mean just and you know what and we be honest here everybody has we all have we all like to believe that our, our Christmases with family are great and, you know, like a Hallmark movie, but we all know that they're not. And this kind of, was, you know, uh, flashbacks, you know, in a way to even my family. And, you know, I've, I've, I've you know, yeah. The way you, how, you are amusingly uncomfortable. Yes. How they all talk over each other and they scream and it, it's just, so well done. I mean, heck, 
the episode, that episode itself has a 9.7 rating on IMDb. Currently the highest of, I do believe, of any episode in the series so far. And we're talking about episodes that have a bunch of them are over nines. So it is just... Have you met anybody that watches The Bear? What? When you when you meet anybody that watches The Bear, they always bring up this episode. I mean, it, it's, you know, it, it's epic, man. I mean, it's the episode that I do... I mean, if I'm not mistaken, you know... I think you have. I think they create. I'm saying they created, but I mean, there's an there's a, a category um, uh, a category on the, on the Emmys that's tailor made for this episode. When they it's like a guest starring on a I forgot what it's called, but <clears throat> yeah, you could have a bunch of a bunch of these actors be nominated for that. You know, in particular, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and of course Bernthal. Now we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the writer strike, writers actor strike, and yeah, where we stand in solidarity with them. So, uh... yeah. Now this was, you know, obviously uh, season ended already, and we're reviewing a show prior to the strike. But this will should highlight to everybody the importance of uh, equality, fair pay, and all the compensations they're asking for, because something of this quality is not brought together just by the actors and the writers. There's thousand plus people making set design, editing, copies, making sure wardrobe, makeup, um, actors who rehearse with other people, not on screen, acting coaches, musical people, musical scores. I mean, it goes on and on and on about everything that goes into a production. And yeah, you know, we don't mean to turn this into a a, a, a platform, a forum for that, but it, it should serve as a reminder for everybody that the entertainment everybody gets, especially of this high quality, is not made instantaneously with no. with ten people, twenty. So, no, um, I, I mean, well, between season one and season two, first of all, it wasn't it wasn't uh, made perfectly clear that it was going to be a season two until people started watching it and it kind of blew up on on Hulu. Um it took it took over a year. So now with the strike, I'm pretty sure we're gonna at least, and this is all at least a year, maybe probably even more than that, for season three. If we even get a season three, you know, which we you know the way it ends probably. But then again, it is perfectly that if there's no other if if it doesn't, then it's fine. Same thing with can, you, you know. It, can and, we talk about the ending without talking about the ending? No, no. Let's let's you know we'll 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 let we'll we'll leave that for you know let let let, let everybody see it actually you know because um and um yeah Jeremy Allen White who plays Carmi who's I guess you know they're all leads but I mean he's like the lead lead. Uh, obviously many people know from Shameless, you know, so he's you know. Awesome. Uh, Ebon Moss Backrack, who plays Richie, cousin. You know, he has. Oh my God. He is, he is so, he is so awesome in portraying that, that um, family member you love and you hate at the same time. Yeah. If, if, if Carmi is the, the let's say, I don't know, the, the, maybe the, the, the heart of the show, maybe. Then, then, then Richie is the soul of the show. You know what I mean? 
because you experience season one, you experience all through him, and in season two, the 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 the, the ups and downs. You also see through him how he learns to. Like he has a has a, 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 a crisis of confidence about his whole life, and throughout throughout the season, he finally finds that. Uh, well, not the goal. He he finds his purpose. You know, he finally finds his purpose to, in his mind of what he was meant to do. He he is the classic case of one thousand percent good intentions, negative one thousand percent. Execution. Yes. He's a screwball, screw up to the T, but you love him because he loves you. He just he just can't do anything right. Like, but it, he does the one thing right. He's a people person. He's an asshole, but he's my asshole. And that and that's yeah. and that's kind of you know how it is. And, and, and but he's a people person. Now the introduction of his I guess you call the girlfriend was, I thought, very brilliantly done. Sometimes a new character, sometimes they overtake everything. So they don't. She she is instrumental in where the season goes perfectly by going left. Yes. And I mean the wrong turn. And But perfectly for, for again, all the reasons. I mean, it's such a balance in the action writing and the course of the season the second season was i mean you, you figure it was going to be the same the same crazy uh exciting you know uh nervous caustic type of energy from season one but season two you have in particular you take four of the four of the you know maybe even five of the main characters and then you go and with their particular stories and you see them all grow See Carmi, who gets a girlfriend, and then we go, we go from there. Then you have Richie, who, as we mentioned before, he find he finds his way. Sydney, who, who is so is so talented and probably the brains of the whole thing, she herself has these issues with her father and her job and her position and what she wants to do and the fact that she looks up to Carmi because Carmi is a beast in the kitchen, but he's also a fucking mess. They're all a mess. They're all a hot mess. Sydney is fantastic as far as, like you just said, the brains of the operation. What what pains with Sydney is like she's a victim of her own perfection. Yeah. I mean, she just I mean, she spent hours trying to make this dish otherworldly, and every time she tries, it's worse. Yeah, <laughs> and then she doubts her own um skill set, and then she, but she has actually. She's got her boots on the ground. You can argue this thing doesn't get going. The nope. bear restaurant doesn't get going. And she doesn't have this kind of um, sick dedication. Yeah. And her acting is superb. Man, it's a very understated, but yet, I mean, I mean, so it's it's so good, so good. Then finally, we we have um, we give a, a Natalie Sugar. The sister give her some 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 chewy bits to, to actually some some scenes and a storyline as well, which now she is part of the bear at least the the beginnings of how as I mentioned before she's pregnant and her husband's her, a trip. Yeah, he's he's funny. Which which you you you've seen him before. He's in a bunch of movies. Uh, he, he gets crapped on so much. He's like the the in law. 
with with with, with ASCII. I probably mangled that, but you know, you see him. He's, he's, he's a poor in-law that's married into the family. He loves everybody, but he's such a dweeb. <laughs> he just gets walked over. <laughs> But he's actually he's like you said he's also kind of like the heart of everybody because he's he's really caring sweet guy. But they, the family's tough. There's a scene in particular in the in the in the, in the finale that you, you're like, damn, it kind of like, oh. and you you feel for the for the situation. Oh, it's a gut punch, and yeah. it just rips your heartstrings all over the place. And again, superb writing. Yeah. And obviously you have the comic relief. You have uh, you have the Thack brothers, particularly Neil, who him the <laughs> uh, chemistry with Richie, and you know it's just funny stuff. You know Tina, who gets moved up to uh, to uh, Soup Chef, and you know Tina's um, a survivor. She's a crafty, like OG, just like the other guy, uh, Ibrahim. Yeah, Ibrahim. They're 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 like the the resident mainstays, you know the the statesmen, and it it's hard. I get it. It's hard to change after all these years. It's so hard, but they play these roles fantastic. There's a scene, not to get into spoilers for you guys, but uh, where they get basically their their sent like to to basically refresh their uh, you know, sharpen their. Skills. skills, you know, and they go to a culinary school with a with a bunch of kids, and it's like the guy can cook anything; he knows everything. But to do it, get your mise en place ready, do this, you know, cut—I don't know how many freaking you know uh, carrots and all kinds of stuff—and it, it's 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 humbling yes. and it's demeaning at the same time because you don't go through their whole lives working in the kitchen. And you gotta go back to school for it. And right. sidebar for our listening audience again, thank you for liking, subscribing, and all your uh, patronage. Both Izzy and I spent some time in our early youth in the kitchen. Yes, working food service. It is just as bananas as on. The, sometimes it's a little cringy for us because we watch it like, ah, oh, crap! I remember, I remember something just like that happening. But anybody who's in service. Any kind of customer service, you know, cab driver, hospital, hotels, what name? You eat a lot of crow. Yeah, yeah. The customer's always right. And at the same time, people sometimes, I know, you you know, you're the, the person going through it. You're the customer, the patient, you're whatever. But there's a lot that goes in for you to have that perfect experience. And sometimes this show, if anything, lets you sit back for a bit, it appreciates what they go through for you to get what you get at the same time when you get crap on you, it works both ways no. but for for them for the writers and the actors to bring it to full screen and again right ironic as it seems almost every actor has probably worked in food service at some point in their developing young careers of course i'm sure all of them drew from that experience to put forth this really spectacular. And again, we have asked that question in the past, whether this is ad-libbed or not, because the dialogue and the banter between everybody and the chaotic state that the kitchen is in feels so real. Like it's a, it's like reality TV. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've all seen the, the the countless number of videos and TikToks and everything of people, you know, paying homage and, and poking fun at it. And it, it's, it's all funny, but it's all based in somewhat reality. I mean, of course, it's exaggerated for Hollywood, but, I mean, some of it isn't. <laughs> yes, chef. Corner, behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dixon. I mean, I'm getting flashbacks right now. With that, please PPS, check that's another story. Please check it out. Let us know what you guys think. You know, um, is it as good as, as as we think it is? Or I mean, well, it is, but that's besides the point. I mean, let us know, and you know, as usual, please comment, like, and subscribe. And you know, you know. Thank you, chef. And remember to always, always thank your servers, the chefs, and do not eat but save the whales. Yeah. Take care, guys. <laughs>